Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we even begin this hard, soft reboot of James Bonding, let me tell you a little bit about Mack Weldon underwear, t-shirts, socks, sweatshirts, and more. Matt, how astounded are you to be part of a family that is hawking Mack Weldon products? I can't believe it. It feels better than I thought it would. It makes me both hard and soft. That's right. Well, listen, they've got smart design, premium fabrics, and a simple shopping experience. And in addition to looking and feeling great, all Mack Weldon products are crafted with natural fibers that have built-in performance capabilities, so they work hard, too. I've been looking for something to increase my own performance capabilities. Will this shirt do it? Well, will it? And what's more, they have a shirt called a Vesper Polo, named after our very own favorite Bond girl, Vesper Lind. I prefer to think of it as named after the drink. You know what? Either way, the important thing is it's not called the Holly Goodhead Polo. <laughs> okay, Mac Weldon, if you're listening, make a Holly Goodhead Polo, and we <laughs> will sell the shit oh, out my. of them. Try their new Sylvia Trench tank top. Done. We're selling 50 of them the first day. <laughs> but guess what? If you don't like your first pair of Mack Weldon underwear, you can keep it. And they will still refund you. No questions asked for your eyes only. Come on. So the Sylvia Trench, do you offer different levels of trench like a V-neck? <laughs> That's right. Listen, Mack Weldon, we're giving you free ideas. You just keep making great products, and we'll just keep giving you free ideas. That's right. And you, the listener, just go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your purchase using promo code BONDING. That's 20% off. That's almost as much neck as is missing from a Sylvia Trench tank top. Go to MacWeldon.com, use promo code BONDING. Sylvia Trench tank top may not actually exist. Flight of the Concords is now available on Stitcher Premium. Hear all six episodes of the original BBC radio series that inspired their hit HBO show. This Laugh Out Loud Funny series is available exclusively on Stitcher Premium in the United States. It is a must-listen for all Flight of the Concords fans. Start listening now with a one-month free trial of Stitcher Premium. Go to stitcherpremium.com slash bbc and use promo code BOND at checkout to get your free month. That's stitcherpremium.com slash bbc and use promo code BOND. Well, Matt, we are officially back in action. You couldn't stop us away, huh? We are the Police Academy 3 of movies. Was that one called Back in Action? No. I don't know, but we're also the 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8 Moscow on the Hudson of podcasts. Moscow on the Hudson? Well, don't they go to Moscow or something? Well, I believe it is called Mission to Moscow. (laughs) Whatever. And I believe the movie I was thinking of was called Back in Training. 
Our point is, we don't need to know Police Academy titles. We need to know James Bond titles, and that's why we're here. That is right. We are coming off the heels of a very successful season one of James Bonding. Took us a couple years to complete, but this season, we're coming at you hard and fast. Weekly episodes, everybody. Yeah, and this little introduction here is even more of a post-mortem insert because we recorded this episode you're about to hear, this introductory episode, a couple of weeks ago, and there was virtually no news on Bond 25. But then Uh, what happened? uh, A deluge, I will say. That's because... The Sylvia Trench opened, and it spilled forth news. All we have to do here at James Bonding is say there is no news, and it brings forth Bond news. You have us to thank. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, We... Even after we did uh, Who Charted last week, which you can check out, Matt, Matt and I are on there, um, we walked out and there was Bond news. It was, That's right. Uh, it was crazy. It was so crazy. we recorded this little introduction to an introduction episode to let you know that within this episode, there is no news, but at some point we're going to insert a little conversation we're about to have that deals with the newest news. Does that make sense? This is 2017. It sure does make sense, Matt. And if it doesn't, guess what? It's free. That's right. So enjoy this episode. Enjoy this season of James Bonding. As you'll hear us say officially in the pre-recorded episode, we're very happy to be back. Thanks, everyone. Here's the actual show. It's been so long, I want to hear the whole thing. Matthews, Gorley, and Myra podcast of James Bond. James Bond, big podcast, James Bond. Oh, unbelievable. We let the whole thing play because we're back. Oh, everyone, we promised James Bonding would return. And unlike some people, George Lazenby, for one, we have returned. <laughs> he had his choice. <laughs> he, had a, he had a choice. He made the wrong one. I don't know if you've all seen the Hulu documentary, but we'll be doing an episode on that later in the year. Uh, point is, we're here. We're here. We're back. And we have returned. A we, quick thanks to Paul Saborn of Paul and Storm once again for that amazing James Bonding theme song. Uh, I'm Matt Gorley. I'm Matt Myra, and we are your James Bond lovers. We're not experts. We're lovers. That's right. We bond over our love of James Bond. By the way, new slogan for the show, we're not experts, we're lovers. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's a tagline at the bottom of the poster. I can't wait. We already have a poster. We're going to be needing a new poster because we are no longer on the Nerdist Network. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It says Nerdist on there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. We are on Earwolf. Hello, Earwolf peoples. That's right. Thank you to Earwolf for housing us and making all of this possible, which by that I mean a weekly return of oh. this show for at least a year. Every week. You're going to be smacked in the face well in the ears really we're gonna box you in the ears with some james bond every week (laughs) i'm happy to be back i really am matt i have to say it i've missed it oh 
This is the podcast that uh, grew from just a mutual love of, of James Bond and, and became something greater. It's, it's a podcast that is more popular than any podcast I do besides The Nerdist. Yeah, I think probably the same for me. And it's funny because we had done it over a period of like, what, three years? Yeah. And with a lot of space in between the last episodes. Mm-hmm. Because like with anything you love, if you spend a lot of time with it, you need a little time away. Yeah. So we took that time away. And I think we grew as people. I think so. I, I certainly gained some weight. Um, but uh, <laughs> we're back. I just love you. <laughs> so Listen, happy. we recharged our batteries. And I have to say, like, even before we talked about coming back for this Bond podcast, I was starting to put in a James Bond Blu ray again here. Oh, and there. my God. Uh, yeah, we had sort I think we had all sort of, uh, all, all two of us had sort of. Uh, reach saturation point with james bond with this podcast it's it can happen um and we were like we should step away for a bit and there had been no new movies we spectered the hell out of it there was no news there was nothing happening in the world of james bond until probably six months to a year ago when the rumor mill started to kind of it just started churning that's right and we said there must be something to this james bond franchise are we we saw a signal in the sky (laughs) we saw we saw a double O in the sky. Could have been two searchlights. There was no seven up there. But uh, we <laughs> decided. That's right. I opened up my jar of Ian Fleming bones. <laughs> I laid them out on the table. And it was clear to me that it was time to return. <laughs> so we picked up the phone. And we said, hey, you think of what I'm thinking? If what you're thinking is let's do this. Then yes. And here we are. Uh, so we're here. Our permanent new home is Earwolf. And we couldn't be happier to be on a a podcast network with such great shows as I Was There Too and Super Ego and uh, is Pistol Shrimp Radio on there? Yeah, that's my other favorite of that show. (laughs) (laughs) For the most part, everything I do is on Airwolf. Well, or uh, Stitcher Premium. Stitcher Premium, guys, get over there. Stitcher Premium will soon be the new home of some of our content yes and that was part of the deal we made with earwolf which was another way for us to make this possible and they were very gracious in that and so this is also because this episode here we we mentioned that we might be back with a tribute to roger moore that will be the next episode we thought we'd first do a state of the nation podcast you didn't all get an email i did that's right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what we're telling you right now is if you want any of the old episodes of James Bond, go get them. Get them. They'll be available for a month or so or yeah. possibly we, two we, weeks. We worked it out with Earwolf. They said, we want to throw everything on the premium. And we said, uh, hold the phone. Give us a chance. Give us a chance to let our audience know. And they said, we will. And so we're letting you know, please go and download all those fun episodes. There's 30 some odd episodes there for you to listen to right now. Just, you know, bank them. Get them free while they last. Get them we free. want you to have them. Get them free. And then um, after that, they're going to be at Stitcher Premium, where you still have plenty of access to them. So if you don't feel like downloading them now and you're a member of Stitcher Premium, don't worry. You'll have access to them. And after uh, those are all on there, we're going to be doing some episodes that are specially crafted for that very platform. Yeah. So if you don't download all those episodes, don't worry, because you might want to get Stitcher Premium anyway, yeah. because we're going to be doing some commentaries. Full-on audio commentary tracks. Who knows what else will come There's going to be other things that are going to be in there. I know a lot of people were like, will you guys ever do commentary tracks? And our answer was, we're lazy. And Earwolf's answer was, why don't you do it? We'll make it worth your while. And we said, fine. We're capitalists. <laughs> we work for the Imperial this is MI6. A, this is America. 
uh, and uh, we're as American as apple pie. No, the truth is we are back because we were itching to do this again, and Earwolf did make that possible. And we found a home, and we found a schedule that somehow will work for us. Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings is is our time to be mats. That's right. (laughs) It's the only, literally the only free time that is left in my schedule, and I couldn't be happier to be spending it with Mr. Matt Gorley. And you know what? The same goes for you, Oh, buddy. I feel like I'm looking at myself in my own eyes. I just feel like this... (laughs) Is right. You know, sometimes I do a podcast with my wife. I do that every week, actually. Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. And I got to tell you, I feel more comfortable now when I'm doing that podcast with my wife. Well, I've always said we should have married each other. <laughs> well, since, uh, since the last show, uh, you have gotten married. I have. It's true. I, I did. I went and had all the time in the world. And so far, <laughs> no machine gun deaths. Uh, you are going to hear more about that wedding on the Roger Moore tribute episode because we figured what, with a with a funeral, let's have a wedding. That's right. It and, was one wedding and a funeral. That's right. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we had as a guest for what will be our first regular episode, Phil Noble Jr., who is the Bond expert at Birth Movies Death. He's wonderful. He's great. He's always filling my feed with worthy news. So he's worth a follow. Absolutely. In fact, he's been writing up about the non-news of James Bond right now, but including some great links to articles about dissecting every scene of Casino Royale. Oh, oh and that I'm really digging. There's he, some good stuff on he's there. He's a gentleman and a scholar and truly a James Bond expert, whereas we are lovers. He's That's an right. expert. That's and a lover. Right. He's like RM. He is. He and we're is. like Bond and Money Penny, we but are. equal parts both. Um, and I feel good about that. Which Money Penny are you? I got to be Lois Maxwell. Sure. I feel like. I don't know. There's part of me that's actually that Dalton Money Penny. I right? I, I, feel I was like just I have thinking her glasses that. Right I was now. just thinking. <laughs> Who uh, are you? Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm also that Money Penny. Yeah. <laughs> now maybe I'm Samantha Bond. Oh, maybe. She yeah. doesn't get any love. Uh, well, she did certainly she from this know. podcast, <laughs> where one half of us does not appreciate. I like her the movies with which she is. I think she's good. In. I do. I think she's, she's great. Good. Actually, I think all the money pennies have been pretty good. They, yeah. There's not been a dud in the bunch. No, hmm. um, that's interesting. We can do a money pen- rank the money uh, pennies episode. See, the thing is, we're going to go back so over many all of do. these films. Yeah. But every other week, we're going to do that. Yeah. And in between, we're going to do rankings. We're going to talk about some of the. Um, you know, the, the satellite films like the Bond documentary, Becoming Bond. The Bond maybe. documentary, Becoming Bond, is going to be talked about. The Bond uh, the Bond doc, uh, George, what's George Lazenby's called? Becoming Bond? That's what it's called. <laughs> I was, what was the, what's the Eon production? We're, we're lovers, we're not nothing. experts. Everything or yes. nothing. We'll That's do that. The, we got your, your unofficial entries, your Never Say Never Again, oh, your you're hear Casino all. Royale, original Casino Royale. Part of the things I want to talk about today mm-hmm. in the Bond news is yeah. something to do with those two films. We'll get to it in a minute. Can't but, wait for that. We're also going to branch out into movies that are you know james bond-esque or have some nod to the franchise be it an in like flint or a Mm -hmm. or an austin powers or maybe even the rock which i consider to be canon you're gonna you're gonna get an argument from me on that (laughs) that's taking a big leap now maybe the way this uh franchise is purportedly heading you might have some basis but until i hear an announcement with a bond universe I will not recognize that as canon. Um, so, yeah, the format this year, uh, last time we set out to do this podcast, we decided to go through each movie, and we went, we went, we bookended. So we started with Dr. No, and then at the time, the newest movie was Skyfall. And we did that so that we wouldn't 
feel like we were in the drudges of a of a time period. Right. So we didn't want to be stuck in the sixties for a month. And stuck with the same bond yeah. after so we just wanted, week after week. We wanted different flavors. Right. So we formatted it as such. This time around, we are going to be forcing each other to watch whatever James Bond movie we feel like watching. Uh, so what that means is we're before we uh before we do the next episode, what we'll do at the end of this one is we'll tell you what James Bond movie is next. Who gets uh, to pick first? We'll flip a coin. We're going to have to flip a coin. And then that person gets to pick. And that person gets to pick first. I love this. I, and this is, excites me because you know how it is. When you go to put a James Bond movie on, as you all do, yeah. you go, what do I feel like today? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to go, you are forced to watch right. any one of the four bras. I don't want to be forced to watch Thunderbolt. And but we, we are going to be. I've got an instinct that that might be less. But part of the thing is we have to be responsible about this because we could end up with all of our least favorite Bond films right. at the end, which may make it tough. So we may have to force ourselves to say, this is like, I got to eat my vegetables here. And you I got to be honest with you. The person who's going to be eating the most vegetables is Matt Gorley. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's true because... <laughs> every we, time I say we're watching Tomorrow Never Dies, you're going to be like, oh, no. What do you mean every time? What? We're only what? watching it once. No, what I don't, you, I, no what you can't I, double up. <laughs> you think you're going to do that every every two, three weeks? It's going to be Tomorrow, tomorrow Never, Never Dies? <laughs> no, thanks. I'm uh, off. I'm out. No, so we're going to... That's how the format is going to work. We'll each pick a, we'll pick a different movie until we've gotten to all of them. Um, and the in-between times are going to be spent with special episodes. So you've all very much enjoyed the episode where we ranked the Bond theme songs um, with uh, Andy Secunda there. Um, so that format is now our new ranking format. And next week, Phil, Matt, and I are going to be using that format to rank the movies of the late, great Roger Moore. Even though they defy ranking. They really do. Yeah. Um, but we, I think we learned a lot about each other in that yeah, episode. that's right. And uh, whenever possible, we'll have a guest for these films. It yep. may not be every single time, but we'll do our best. There are already some people staking their claim for certain movies. Yeah, we are lining up uh, some guests. I'm really hoping we finally get Kumail for Octopussy. It's never going to happen. <laughs> He's a, such a movie star now. The guys, guy, yeah. him and Emily are writing hit movies. And actually, if we approach him now, maybe we can get him for the publicity sake of the film. Oh, that's a good point. Mm. Opening wide. Yeah. Next weekend. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's actually more theaters this week, and then next week. It's, and the point is, everyone see go see the Big Sick. Definitely do. And uh, then see Baby Driver. Go see all those movies that we have nothing to do with, but are great. Uh, yeah, I look forward to Baby Driver immensely. Um, so, we have told you about the new format. We told you Roger Moore is coming, and we are here to talk about Bond 25. What news? What lack of news? A little troubled by some of the news I'm seeing and some of the news I'm not seeing. Hmm. First of all, we don't have a Bond. We don't. We don't not have a Bond either. That's true. There is no official word on whether or not Daniel Craig will return. Hold it. Not so fast, Matt and Matt. There is news. That's right. This insert is recorded like we talked about in the inserted introduction of this episode. Well, then what was the point of doing that inserted introduction? <laughs> I don't know, but what I do know is... This won't be an issue going forward because we'll be recording likely on the Saturday before the Tuesday that these episodes drop. We were just trying to get ahead of the game knowing a year of episodes was coming up. We were just failing at getting ahead. That's right. 
yeah. there is news to talk about. In fact, I've got a whole five things of bullet points here since there, we recorded. There's so much news to talk about. So I think the biggest bit of news that everyone is uh, excited about is the fact that officially, sort of, Daniel Craig is returning. Yeah, he's James Bond. all but officially confirmed. When you have the New York Times reporting from a source that Craig is back, that's, I mean, that's pretty good, despite that's what you hear in politics today. As good as it gets, guys. It's, yeah. The James L. Brooks classic, as good as it gets. <laughs> um, what's also officially confirmed is a release date for Bond 25. That is, is it, true. It is in uh, November. Of the year 2019. November 18th, Matt? Is it 18th or 19th, something like that? Boy, we should have been more prepared for something we've had months to prepare for. (laughs) Point is, it's going to come out. It's going to do the mid-November release that James Bond traditionally does. And it will be not not as far away as we thought. It's going to be out in 2019. I know, it it's, still feels like a ways out. James Bond, Daniel Craig, will be 51 years old, and he will, though not have done the most amount of Bond films, that goes to yes. Roger Moore, he will have had the longest tenure of any Bond actor by something like just a few days at that point. He, I gotta say, he uh, he earned it, and he's done a great job. He has a very high hit rate. He has a very uh, impressive physique. That's for sure. He knows how to wear some slacks. <laughs> he can uh, look tired and bored at any point. <laughs> and he can also uh, <laughs> look fierce and uh, engaged. That's I think the range of that I man. speak for both of us when I say we're happy he's back. We Absolutely. hope it's under all the right circumstances. And I think that they um, are... The Purvis and Wade are working on a script, and there's also been announced a short list of directors. Even after a rumored talk of people like Christopher Nolan and even Edgar Wright getting into the mix, it looks like Deadline and Variety are both reporting that the short list of Bond directors for number 25 are Jan Demange, Denis Villeneuve, and David McKenzie. We went from very French... To David McKenzie. I know. Well, yeah, we went all over Western Europe. Yeah, boy, we sure did. So David McKenzie, what do we know about David McKenzie? He did uh, Hell or High Water, which I really enjoyed. Ah. And as you know from previous discussions on this podcast alone, I've been really hoping Denny Villeneuve's name would be put into the mix. He did Arrival and um, Prisoners, but one that I thought was especially interesting in tone as far as a bond movie could go with sicario uh yes sicario is actually quite a quite a film but i it slipped under the radar i think yeah i love that movie and according to this list of the three front runners for director the front runner of the front runners is apparently jan demange who did the film 71 which i have not seen have you seen that no i have not Uh, it looks good it's about a british soldier left behind the lines in northern ireland okay I can I can get on board with that kind of thing. You know, I, I've got Dunkirk fever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll so. probably check that movie out. And, you know, a lot of this information we're getting from different sources, some of them reliable, as you'll see with a new news item coming up in a bit. I mean, some of them unreliable and some of them very reliable. Of course, when they come from Phil Noble Jr., Nobile Jr., 
at Birth Movies Death, and he'll be on next week's episode where we commemorate the life and work of Roger Moore. Oh, it's going to be. And it is. It's a great one, guys. Uh, tune in for that one. We might break in again in that episode to tell you something else we forgot to mention that we didn't know at the time. We <laughs> we'll, this, we'll get used to this. Yeah, so enjoy. If we sound different right now, get used to it. You like the movie Inception, right? That's what we, this is, is podcasting. We're basically dream-kicking ourselves into news. We are the Inception of podcasts. Uh, I'm sure others have claimed that title, but we're going to really earn it this year. Yeah, that's right. Now let's talk about this uh, somewhat of a tabloid rumor where it was released in The Sun and where else, all those you know crazy British tabloids that... Uh, now, let me ask you this. Before you say this bit of news, yeah. is this the bit of news that I texted you earlier, or are we going to cover that after this news is done? Oh, wait. I have to look at what you texted me. I'm trying to remember. With all this news, it's hard to keep it straight, man. Well, uh, if you look back at your text messages, Let me uh, do you'll that. see the second to last text I just <laughs> sent you. <laughs> Let's save that for the end. Great. That's good, because that deals with one of our hashtags. Sure does. <laughs> okay. All right. So no, I'm talking about, it's reported, I guess, in the Telegraph and the Sun uh, that, no, not the Telegraph, in the Sun that... This script may be based on a uh, one of the Raymond Benson James Bond novels, and uh, the title of the movie, which might be set or at least filmed in Croatia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. might be called Shatterhand, which I think is a pretty cool title, but it's based on the novel. Yeah, um, but Shatterhand is a great Bond title. Yeah, I agree. But that's I not like- the title of the book. It's Never Dream of Dying by Raymond Benson. Mm. Better name. A, he fights a blonde, a blonde, a blind villain. <laughs> Matt and I are recording this separately from our homes. I just returned on a long road trip from San Diego, even though that's not a long road trip. It was a <laughs> Sometimes long. Sometimes that can take three, four hours. <laughs> you never know. Um, so he goes up against a blind villain. Now I find that interesting. But how are we going to work Blofeld into it? Unless they're alluding to the the scar on his face, and maybe he has some blind blinding issues you are making me go wah wah wee wah that's the first that thing sounds... that i've connected that makes me think this could be true that sounds very interesting hmm. i do hope that we are going to see blofeld because if we're establishing a blofeld to only give him one mediocre movie is i don't think fair yeah i agree and apparently in this article they claim that the script has elements of get ready on her majesty's secret service <gasps> Which elements? <laughs> I do too. And I think uh, any of our savvy listeners, of course, also yeah. know which elements of that story they're probably going to choose. Um, it also says elements of you only live twice. What would that be? Volcano. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they're going to turn Daniel Craig Asian. Oh my God, that would be a spectacular uh, failure. Yeah. <laughs> Not seen since Cloud Atlas. Will we see an outrage like Not that? cringed at since Cloud Atlas. I think that's how all movies should be marketed. Not yeah. since Cloud Atlas have you had this garbage. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed Cloud Atlas, I have to say. I haven't seen it. Well, it it's got Q in it, right? Isn't yes, it does. Ben Wish uh, on that? He's uh, great in it. He plays, uh, uh, well, he plays many parts. They all play many parts because you're seeing many different time periods. So... 
kids, if you're out there and you haven't seen Cloud Atlas, it's worth a watch. Let's say you're flying, you know, and it's in the Delta Library. Go ahead and pop it on. Let's say you're flying on a transcontinental flight, because isn't it a really long movie? Well, it can certainly get you to New York. Okay. <laughs> from Los Angeles. Uh, um, so, yeah, that's a, it's exciting. I love when the rumors start pouring in. I, I love hearing that, that, that they're thinking of villains, that they're thinking of locations. They're talking about Croatia. Uh, just gets me pumped. Gets me I'm excited. with you, Matt, because right or wrong, true or false, the rumors mean things are starting to get brewing. That is right. And you, this this means that, like, sure, right now we're, we're two and a half years, two years and four months away from the actual movie coming out. But that means we're probably only a year from Matt and I making horribly incorrect predictions about that movie based on whatever footage we see. The only thing we can accurately predict is that we will inaccurately predict this film. And that we will see it. That's because we're lovers, not experts. That's right. I think we've already said that in this podcast. By uh, now. It if bears not, repeating. Spoiling it. it bears repeating. One other thing from Phil Nobile, and that is that he's getting this from the mirror and calling it less official, but friend he of the says, pod. yeah, friend of the pod. He says, quote, I have read thoughts from someone I believe to be close with the production that the Broccolis are looking to do one more Bond than sell the franchise off a la George Lucas slash Star Wars and Disney. I don't like the sound of... I, I love that this movie franchise that I love is a, is a family-owned business. It's like when you go to In-N-Out, you know? That's not a franchise. <laughs> Forget the fact that they put Bible verses on the bottom of their cups. They still treat their employees well, and they're a family-run business. And I like as, going to my mom-and-pop movies like the giant James Bond <laughs> blockbusters. As I've said many times, you know, In-N-Out can print whatever they want on the bottom of their cups because I'm always looking for something new to read. And I can go, oh, verse 3, 7,000, whatever That's right. the hell it is. I've burned through all the insides of my Snapple caps, yeah. and I need to read some Bible verses. With their sometimes false facts. But you know what? It's okay. I... I think that it's it's interesting, and I wonder, you know, I think when when Cubby purchased the rights to this franchise, I don't think he ever, in the wildest dreams, anticipated it would be something that's still going. No, but I just there's something I just love about the legacy in this, this the personal stake that these people have in it. That if if it were sold off to a studio, then nobody's got real true like family pride right. ownership over it. Right. What if it was a Jeff Bezos? <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk. Oh, see, that would be getting too close to the truth. I know, but you know what I mean? It's like, what if it was somebody, one of these uh, billionaire types, who's a huge fan of the franchise? That's what it's going to be, though. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. There's something, Barbara Broccoli especially, like, I, I want her to work on it as long as she can. I think she's the one most responsible for Casino Royale, and I don't know. Barbara, we love you, as we've said many times on this show, and, and we look forward to you visiting this year on the podcast. That's right. And just to our homes. Into my, into my vocal vision board. Uh, this is the secret. Uh, Barbara, of course, will be on later this year in James Bonding. Uh, this, uh, she, had, she was booked today, but she had to cancel, probably. Um, yeah. All I right, now that, let's get, let's get oh. to the exciting news. Matt, you want to take us through this? <laughs> All right. So we have some news. I'd like to introduce a new segment to the show called James Bond uh, James Bond News. You've already heard about the segment earlier in the show, but there are going to be weeks where there's no actual news about the franchise, and we're just going to have to go with 
tangentially related James Bond news. And this is some of that. All right. So from the Daily Mail uk, one of the great websites, uh, we have a report that Yafit Kodo has been abducted by aliens in real life. Yeah. Can he you... said it began when he was about 9 or 10 years old and has continued since. Uh, also, Kodo refutes claims that he's mentally ill, and he said his IQ is 196. Well, maybe he's being tutored by the aliens, because that's pretty high. I've never talked to anyone about it. Man, this is the first time, said Kodo, when he spoke to Vice. I've only told my wife, my rabbi, and a psychologist. This is the first time I'm talking about it. First of all, blown away that he is a mensch. Yeah. I had no clue. Uh, welcome to the tribe, Yafit. <laughs> A tribe that I'm not in, but my wife uh, speaks highly of. I don't like how this article begins. The actor who faced a grisly death in Ridley Scott's film Alien. It should have been the actor who faced a grisly but ridiculous and certainly more ridiculous than a pigeon double-take death in... Well, I think it's very telling that they didn't in, write that, Matt. I think it's very, very, very telling. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe that's the, the lack of evidence says all. Here's the deal. It started when I was about nine or ten years old i remember being told i couldn't go outside so i would look out at the streets of my neighborhood in the bronx and watch kids play stickball wow uh, and then this thing this article takes a weird turn when i turned around a figure <laughs> Wait, was behind me that's literally the next weird that's literally the next words out of this mouth so i used to watch kids play stick stickball then the next sentence in this article when i turned around a figure was behind me it was at least five or six feet tall with an elongated head. It appeared, then jumped to the back of me and disappeared. From that moment on, it was one experience after another, which culminated into me uh, sighting in the Philippines and during the filming of Alien. He had a sighting while he was filming Alien. Can you believe he saw, this? He saw an alien while he was filming Alien. Every time I moved into a house, above it at some point, there would be a circle of what looked like smoke. I'd wonder where it came from because it sure as hell did not look like clouds. Those and it sightings was right continued. under our chimney. <laughs> Those sightings continue for 10 to 15 years. Uh, I've also had time loss. I've had a big loss of time some of these moments, and I'd often wonder if I was taken. It was an evening in my office in the Philippines. I heard my wife and the waiters calling me to come outside in very anxious voices. So I went outside, and when I got there, I saw the same huge circle of smoke over the house. When I asked them what they saw, they said they saw a UFO as big as the Yankee Stadium turned upside down. They were freaking out. Two or three nights later, I saw it. The thing blotted out the entire sky, the moon and everything. It was huge. I just remember saying, Jesus Christ. I mean, I got nervous, man, because you don't see something like that without being vulnerable to becoming psychologically blown away. <laughs> wow. Uh, they do include uh, they do include a picture of him uh, as Kananga, um, and they also say at the end Kodo, and then they misspell his name by the way. Sure, yeah. Who also played the iconic role of Doctor Kananga in James Bond classic Live and Let Die, noted that in order to believe they are real, aliens are something that must be seen. Mm. He refutes claims that he's mentally ill. So, mm. I you know there's a lot to digest here. But uh, this is so far my favorite piece of James Bond news we've had to talk about on the show. I think it's certainly the most important. And uh, 
It's good that we cover it. We cover everything here. If you had to pick a Vaughn villain that you thought had been abducted by aliens, who would it be? Uh, um, well, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's just not a casual question. I'm now running through 24 Bond films right now in my head. It's tough. It's tough. I know. Um, well, Blofeld's pretty good because he just looks like he's wearing, like, yes. saucer clothes. You sure. Know? Sure. Um, you know, I, if I had to pick one, honestly, I didn't have to go very far in the, in the lineage of James Bond. Uh, I think Dr. No. Yeah, that's a good one. He does look kind of... He looks like one of those classic gray, big-eyed aliens kind yes. of. Yes. Maybe he's a half-breed, as they call it in alien abduction circles. And I believe what they call him in the novel, Dr. No. Don't they? <laughs> yes! Seriously, seriously. What? That's I amazing. This is more evidence to the fact that, that is, Dr. No is who had been abducted by aliens. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. it. Bond news. Back to our regularly scheduled show. Enjoy. Earwolf, the podcast network, has a brand new podcast show for you. It's available now, and you're going to love this one. Jessica McKenna and Zach Reno are two of the funniest people out there, and they're also two of the most musical. Together they've made Off Book, the improvised musical podcast. Each episode, Jessica and Zach are joined by a hilarious improviser like Paul F. Tompkins or Mary Holland. And together, along with a live piano, they make a new musical on the spot. You might know Jessica from her characters on Comedy Bang Bang or her show Party Over Here on Fox, and you might have heard Zach on a recent Improv for Humans. So check it out. This show is pure, unadulterated musical joy in a podcast. Subscribe to Off Book from Earwolf, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Uh, so, you know, last year there was quite a bit of uh, hubbub about maybe a, maybe a Hiddleston bond. Yeah, now, did you watch uh, The Night Manager? I watched a lot of parts of it in this very living room while Dory was watching it. I really, really liked it. Yeah. I still would struggle with him as a Bond unless they were to do like a 60s thing, I think. Yeah? He feels a little bit period to me, not like in a good way, but imagining him now as a rugged he does have Bond. The, he does have that sh- facial structure of, of the 60s. Yeah, somehow. like maybe he's smoked and yeah. had a bit too much to drink. It's the cheeks. Yeah, he is a it's his cheeks. Fleming he's got, disposition. He's got, he's got, he's got <laughs> a withdrawn something. Right? And it, I think, but in know, a good way. Like, uh, it's nice. Do you think it's odd that... Is James Bond, if I remember correctly, in the novels is described as... Does he have a scar? He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and right. he has a like a described as a comma of hair over yeah. his forehead and his his eyes are like steel gray oh god are they ever. i know and i was thinking about this last night as i was watching inside mm-hmm. the living daylights and falling asleep to it <laughs> he, as refused, I do. he refused to watch the actual movie well like <laughs> Pat, Nick, patrick mcnee the so narrator's great. voice is so soothing he's so great it's like being lullabied to sleep i'm thinking dalton it's either dalton or lazenby that looks the most like the fleming bond is described mm gotta be dalton i think connery's close but he's very connery is just so distinct looking plus he has these dark eyes yeah you say dalton i think dalton yeah too. I, I, you know you've seen that that drawing that is going that has gone around of james bond in fact i'm going to pull it up just so we can look at it together here exactly and i believe that you can find this drawing on, on the wikipedia page for james bond um let's see james bond is the there he is yeah right 
Yeah, he almost looks like Peter Cushing there. Yeah, this is like a healthier, <laughs> a healthier less, Peter Cushing. Less CG. Uh, the the um, look of James Bond. You know, you they've bounced so. It's amazing how many people have portrayed James Bond. Yeah, because they're given. They're really like Bob Bob Holness. I mean, come on, what was he doing? When was he James Bond? Well, was I this in an audio? A book? lot of these are radio and stuff. Yeah, but I don't care for that. No, although Bob kind of looks like him like james bond so if you go to james bond's wikipedia page you'll see on the right is a sketch that was commissioned by the uh the for the daily express comic strip artists and he looks older there he looks like he's in his 40s he's like a cross between peter cushing and david niven without the mustache it's the hairline yeah he's got a bit of a receding hairline don't we all yeah i mean it's just well i mean it really receding hairline is just Make me think I look much more like Bond. That's all it does <laughs> is to secure my connection to James Bond. Um, so yeah, look that picture up and 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 tell us who you think looks the most like James Bond of the actors that have portrayed him. Our uh, Twitter handle James Bonding Pod is uh, going to be active and and raring to go. Matt's looking at me like, oh, I have to do that now. I said, well, we'll yeah, see. That's, that's, what, that's what he's that's what he's looking at. I find like. it hard. Um, I've been thinking about bringing in some help for this round. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. We should have a social media intern. Yeah, and let's talk about our email address. That's which, another thing which we, we have to dust off. off to yeah, some, exactly. Yeah. So, what is our email address? Oh, I don't remember. Is it Bond James Bonding at gmail dot com? <laughs> that sounds terrible. Send an email to me right now, and I'll see if it comes up. I'll uh, I'll look right now. I uh, think it's Bond James Bonding at gmail dot com, but yeah. of course, I could be wrong. This is how prepared we were to bring the podcast back. And this is how it's going to be. And I think this is why you come here. I think you come here for unpreparedness. Um, and if you like unpreparedness, I would also highly recommend you check out Star Trek, The Next Conversation <laughs> with <laughs> Matt Meyer and Andy Secunda. That is on no network. Uh, so check that out. James Bonding Podcast. Here we go. James. It's Bond James Bonding at gmail.com that's right so you can write to us at bond james bonding at gmail.com we are going to be filling the odd weeks where we're not doing a film with a lot of state of the union stuff answering questions ranking of things and we are happy to answer your questions you can email us james bonding sorry bond james bonding at gmail.com it's a great email address it's the best i'm not gonna lie yeah um, we've been thinking about setting up a Google Voice, but I've been told maybe we don't. I don't know. Who told you that? Me. Oh, <laughs> so you're talking to yourself? A little bit. You've been po- doing this podcast without me? There's 14 episodes you oh, haven't geez. been on. Oh, I can't wait to listen. This is a great podcast. <laughs> uh, and if you want to be our social media email answerer, yes. email us and tell us why. And until we get someone to do that, we won't get that email. That's right. <laughs> so, it's really a conundrum. Yeah. Uh, I believe this is the... Uh, this is the plot of uh, Looper, right? I think so. <laughs> what else do we know about Bond 25? We do know that they were doing some location scouting. Yeah, so uh, let me let me do the Bond 25 roundup right now. Uh, Bond 25 would theoretically have been out uh, this year had it, had it gone on a normal James Bond schedule. Yeah, that is, that is one thing about Craig's tenure. It has been plagued by either lawsuits or just burnout. So Bond 25 screenplay was commissioned and written by Mr. Jan Yogan, John Logan. And Wait, 25 uh, has been written? 
It was. There was a draft written of 25. I don't think I even knew that. And then they called in the... Oh, that's right. Then they brought Purvis and Then they called in the... I don't know what you'd call them. Now, if you're a long-time listener of this podcast, we were very dubious about them in the beginning because we thought maybe Paul Haggis came in, came in and was what made Casino Royale so special. But then lately, I, I feel like you're the same way. We've been thinking maybe, maybe Purvis and Wade are actually responsible for a lot of the smart choices. The thing is, we don't know. Yeah, so in 2017, Barbara Broccoli, April of this year, mentioned that Purvis and Wade had been drafted had drafted Bond 25 and were ready to write a script. Hmm. I don't know where this John Logan information is coming from. Again, lovers, not experts. Because they were brought, he was brought in for Spectre, and then they were brought back, even though they weren't going to do that anymore. Yes. So maybe that's conflated with that. But that's why I'm wondering, how much of Spectre was John Logan? How much was Purvis and Wade? It's a conundrum wrapped inside a delicious British man. Uh, Wrapped inside a lecture machine. Oh, yeah. Uh, according to a blog website, now this is blog a website. Blog website. That's, you pick this one. Pick by, one. By the way, the most dubious source I've ever read from. Uh, it was reported that Disney, best known for being the media empire over for over ninety years, could handle distribution of the James Bond film rights. Could or is could. In However, to. depends on how the the deal works in order to outbid Warner Brothers and others. A new report from Forbes contributor Scott Mendelson says it is getting closer that the company itself should buy the Bond franchise. After rumors spread over the past few months that this time to keep it away for comp- for the competition to get one step further ahead, that sentence is so poorly constructed. That I think. Are you telling what me he's blog telling me? Website.com. Well, this is from Forbes. Oh. Uh, and this is the. Okay, so Scott Mendelson from Forbes is saying that he is thinking that Disney should grab the James Bond series. How do you feel about that? Because they're famous for now. They got Marvel, couple they've got of, Star feel, Wars, they're universe builders. I don't like that. I feel a couple of things about it. One. I feel good about the idea of a theme park attraction. That I love. And also a stunt spectacular. Yes. We saw those designs for that original James oh, Bond stunt spectacular. Which I believe had the giant submarines. I think if that Spy happened... Who loved me. I would go there... Oh, we'd be there opening day. I would I would take poison. Yeah. Like a sweet... Yeah. Opiate poison. <laughs> sure. And just let that be my last moment on Earth. <laughs> That would be incredible. My sweet, sweet relief. Like, I would go with Amanda because I love her. Yeah, She's my sure. wife. Would you ask her to also take poison? No, no, I wouldn't yeah, expect no. that of her. Why would you do that? No. You don't want to do I would that? I never do that. Um, but I would ask her to understand why I am going well, out that way. Well, I think way. she'd get it. All she have to do is listen. I'm going to play this portion of the podcast at your funeral. <laughs> A lot of you are asking why Matt would ever do this. And then people uh, would get up and leave. Just, <laughs> like, wait, why are we here celebrating the life of this idiot? Excuse me. So, a theme park ride with James Bond. There's so many ways you could go with it. I it just, has to be a stunt spectacular. Of course it does. It can't be a ride. And I have to I say, you've got to leave Indiana Jones stunt spectacular where it is. Because it is yeah, still I love that. spectacular. I love any stunt spectacular. People that know me know that. But here's the ride. Mm. Cello case. <laughs> The Living Daylights cello case. Passengers board a cello case and <laughs> slide down the Alps. I'm in. This. I want a whole James Bond theme park. I. Oh my God. What are your lands? You've got well, Spectre Volcano. First Spectre of all, Spectre Volcano. No, 
That's a full land. I don't want that land. You don't want that land? I don't want Spectre Volcano Why Land. Not? I'd rather have you only live twice Volcano Lair Land. That's what I mean. Oh, sorry. I meant Spectre. <laughs> I don't want Crater. No, I meant the group Spectre. Volcano. Oh, not the I movie. see. Yeah. Thank you. It's getting difficult now. I know. Because of the... Well, we're out of practice. We're rusty. So, yes, I would love... I would love a Volcano Lair. You know what? I think we need to save this I for just a feel full like it's episode. multi... Why? Why not make this the episode from now on? Because I am so excited about this topic, fleshing out a full James Bond theme park that I don't think we can give it justice in. You're thinking we need more time to really write down what our lands would be? I want to do drawings. Should we hire concept artists? I want to do it. Let's do this. I need to save this for an episode. All right. We're saving it for an episode. This this will will go Roger Moore retrospective, first film, and we'll come back with James Bond We'll do the the fictional James Bond theme park. I'll do some drawings. What are we calling it? Bondopolis? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, what do we call it? Skyfall. Well, I mean, that's a ride right there. Yeah. We can rebrand the Tower of Terror as Skyfall. Oh, that's, see? <laughs> it builds itself. I mean... Save it for... Okay, Disney, if you're me. listening... Don't. Don't do anything until yeah. we give you all the ideas. Um, so, Scott Mendelson saying, Walt Disney should buy the worldwide distribution rights to James Bond series to keep it away from their rivals and further cement their tentpole and market share domination. I don't know how great of an idea it is for Disney to own everything. Yeah, that we're getting into serious monopoly territory there. It's, However, I will, I will say, I mean, the fact that they own Indiana Jones, Star Wars, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is... is tremendous it's crazy what's left james bond harry potter friday the 13th what are yep, the other franchises that's the other franchise who's the fast and the furious that's universal right because yes. they have an attraction there that so universal has that and harry potter okay well you, harry potter really is warner brothers right but they don't but have their license park, so they license it too well let's get with it james bond you can license to universal they were going to that's right. That was what that ride was going to be. Look, save it for the huge episode. This is going to be my favorite episode. <laughs> we might do more than one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait for the... La- oh, the theming of the hotels on property alone. Who would be the best guest for that episode if we were to have one? Well, it has to be someone who loves the things that we love, which is theme parks and James, James Bond. Bond. So We'll think about it. Yeah. I mean, we, who knows? We may not have a guest. I mean, you not, never know how this might be too embarrassing out. to even have a guest. <laughs> to so. approach someone. Look, we thought of you for yeah, this. Here's the deal. We need I think I know who it should be. Who? Paul. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Paul, you're listening? <laughs> Wait, which Paul? Sheer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to text him right now. All right. Talk for one second. Okay. Um what other news has come up? Oh, I want to talk about this class action suit, if you've heard of it. So there are actually people out there, and for all I know, you might be one of them, listener, and to which I apologize, kind of. But there's a class action lawsuit against, is it MGM or whoever's distributing the box set of all the James Bond Blu-rays? Because it says on there all the James Bond movies, but doesn't include Never Say Never Again and the Casino Royale, the Woody Allen, David Niven, Peter Sellers, Casino Royale. Oh, wait, that was also named in the lawsuit? Is not being? Yes. And I received notification of this lawsuit, like anyone would in a class action suit. Do you want to join? And in the past, I've gotten those for whatever, working at a place or buying yeah. some product, and I've like at least read them. This yeah. one I read and went, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, you don't want your $11? Like, does the person really that bought that, that started this class action lawsuit, really 
did they really feel like they were gypped? Like when they they got home and said, "Can't wait to watch Casino Royale '67," <laughs> never and say never ever. say never again. That's why I bought this thing. I think, or they, they're just being difficult. Right? I think they're just looking for a a lawsuit to happen. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't understand. Also, what kind of damages they're seeking in this James Bond? I'll look it up. James Bond, James Bond class the... action lawsuit where the now the Blu-ray set. I will say, I think Never Say Never Again should should end up in there. Just because it's a remake of Thunderball? Yeah, and Sean Connery's in it. Hmm. So, I mean... Does that... But I don't feel like it's their responsibility. It's not canon. It shouldn't it be is. in the book. The definitions of all and every are at the center of this suit. <laughs> Good Lord. Mary Johnson, whoever you are, sued MGM and 20th Century Fox Home Entertainment in April, claiming that she was promised all the Bond films when she bought the set, but it was missing two of them. 67 Casino Royale and Never Say Never Again, 83. Bond connoisseurs may argue that the two films are not actually true 007 flicks. The original, because you, you guys know all this. Um, that debate aside, in a motion to dismiss, MGM argued that no reasonable purchaser would expect that a box set would contain films that are not included on the list of titles clearly printed on its packaging. I agree that the sure. titles are listed. Yeah. I know not every person is expecting, like, you can't expect our parents to know. I guess <laughs> sure. ours should, but yeah, they, our parents. I've told them so many. I tell them daily and they still don't remember. Um, <laughs> Johnson's attorney, Alexander Kleinberg, says that the argument is factually and legally defective, relying on the assumption that the customer would be able to decipher the list of films printed in barely readable print on the back of the box. Do you have this? The box set? Yeah. Yes. Let's get Hang this on one out. second. Let's exhibit A, this motherfucker. I'll continue to read. Um more importantly, and it impermissibly imposes on that reasonable purchaser the obligation to be a James Bond expert who would know every single James Bond film ever produced, marketed, and sold, writes Kleinberg. Well, small point there. He also argues that MGM is twisting the meanings of the wording it used to describe the set. It presumes that the reasonable purchaser will interpret the all-inclusive language that defendants chose to use to describe the sets quote, all of the Bond films gathered for the first time in this one-of-a-kind box set. Every gorgeous girl, nefarious villain, and charismatic star from Sean Connery, the legendary actor who started it all, to mean that all means some, and that every mean every means only certain. So let's see the titles. Very on, small. On very small, side. but they're on the bottom. They're not that small. They're so small. I can't, ba- I can no. barely. Mary Johnson, I'm backing you up 100%. Mary Johnson, <laughs> maybe get your eyes checked. No disrespect to your eyes, but th- that's like a type size 11, 10. That's a font. clear, it is a clear font, including ratings and whether or not there's closed captioning available. Right. High contrast, every title listed there. That you, one. Yours has Quantum of Solace in it? Yeah. Oh, right. It left a question for Skyfall. Should it not? But I think it may be the other set. Oh, the, the, the set one. after that? Yeah, I'm not sure. How many sets are there? Too many. You know, they're milking it. I did like how they left the spot open I for too. Skyfall. But I thought that's what the first lawsuit was about. Oh. But I think maybe there was a separate one, or this one is... I don't know. Anyway, if U.S. District Judge Ricardo Martinez denies... Hey, is that the same judge that Trump was shitting on? I don't know. Will you Google that? Sure. What's the judge Ricardo name? Martinez. You got it. Googling away. This would be amazing. Because he's essentially a Trump villain. <laughs> like, uh, Ricardo Martinez obviously is an Martinez. anime is an animated boxer. Okay, uh, Judge Ricardo Martinez. 
Ricardo Montinez. Notable cases. Oh, he had a case with Backpage.com, an online escort service. Mm. Uh, and it does not appear. He was nominated by George W. Bush. Uh, was confirmed by the United States Senate in 2004. That's not him. He's a Latino judge in the Western District of Washington. He became chief judge on February 6, 2016. Obviously, I know there are more than one, you know. I mean, it feels like you're being racist. No, I know there's more than one Latino judge. As half of a half a Cuban, I feel. Are you half Cuban? Yeah. Oh. I feel like Is you're this really. This why you like Die Another Day you're so You're really much? coming at us. <laughs> die another day so much you're the one who thinks that you're the one who's coming around on that i am because it's bonkers god it's garbage if u.s district judge ricardo martinez denies mgm's motion to dismiss the studio's attorney john devlin has alternatively asked him to strike the nationwide class allegations arguing that the class definition which essentially includes anyone who bought the box set is impermissibly overbroad <laughs> kleinberg disagrees adding that this that would chill class certification in false advertising cases a hearing on the motion to dismiss is set for May 26. Oh, look, I'm really glad that our first episode back, we're talking about a class action. So. Well, I also have news. Paul Shear says he is undoubtedly on board. This is going to be great. <laughs> for the fictional James Bond theme park episode. This is going to really be just, great. We're just giving ideas for free, for free, to not only the American public, but to the, the, the thinkers and the Imagineers out there. God, Disney... At first, I was like, no, you can't own everything. But now, like, you should own everything. Yeah. I want to ride that. I want to sit down in an outdoor stadium with a net roof <laughs> while that Bond music plays. And out uh, comes James Bond uh, in one of those live and let die boats because they built a lagoon in. Man. Oh, man. Blowfield comes what out you, in a little monorail. You know what I loved? One of my favorite attractions at Universal, uh, which is no longer at the one... I think it's still in Orlando. Terminator 2 3D. Oh, yeah. They had that here for a while. They yeah. had it, yeah, till very recently. I wrote it the last day I went just to say goodbye to yeah. the, to the Terminator 2 3D. I'll be real sad when Waterworld goes. Waterworld's still going strong after all these years. Uh, I used to drive, when I would drive home from Burbank, when I was working in Burbank, I would drive home at a time when I would constantly see the flares yeah. going up as I was driving down I Olive. I love that. There's something unique about the sounds of stunt spectacular explosions because they're not like in a movie where it's like, they're like pops. They're like, because it's more like a puff of smoke. And, right. Oh, the smell. You get a tactile smell. You feel the heat of the flame. It's a lot of air cannon happening. Oh, that's, that's great. the sound you're hearing. Oh. And then the heat of the flame. Boy, oh boy. No it's, flame is hotter, by the way, than the, than the disney mgm studios backlot tour flame that oh. that was the hottest flame going. did you ever go to backdraft at universal studios no do you know what that was you would stand in a room uh-huh. and just things would burn that's all <laughs> it was there was no like story it was just now look over here uh-oh <laughs> oh walls of fire. fire yeah must have been very hot you know what if you get a chance go on youtube check out the uh, miami vice stunt spectacular it's on youtube in like four parts in real <laughs> shitty resolution i do that weekly <laughs> i do watch um i do watch a lot of theme park related videos so do i 
I, you know, there's a guy who's doing this thing called Defunct Land. I don't know if you've seen these videos. No. But he goes through these histories of attractions that are no longer at uh, Disney or Like Journey to Inner Space or whatever that is. Yes, like Journey to Inner Space, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And he also opens it up to Universal. So the Jaws ride in Orlando, et cetera, et cetera. Does it have the A-Team stunt show in there? Anything about that? Not yet. We could recommend it. Yeah, please. All right. The A-Team stunt that show. Was, I never even heard so of the A-Team stunt show. It's Waterworld now, but before that in that same space was Miami Vice, and before that was the A-Team Whoa. stunt show. And I saw it as a kid. I've told this story before, but I went on a day when it was in its last legs, and uh, <laughs> out comes the A-Team van. BA gets out, and Hannibal gets out. They talk for a bit. Hannibal goes, I got to go back in the van for a second. Same guy comes out as Murdoch, and we never see face. <laughs> And it was like drizzling, and it was clearly like people were calling sick. And it it was, I want to see that one again, but I can't find any video of that one. That one doesn't even feel real to me. It's real. Was that not a fever dream you had? No, it was absolutely real, because I also bought an A-Team AK-47 toy they had there. Wow. And a set of action figures. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I had an A-Team lunchbox. That's nice. It was was pretty good. We got to get back on James right, Bond. We back already, to back yeah. to Bond. So the other big news that the uh, world of Bond has been discussing is this in, sort of circling the idea of possibly becoming a cinematic universe. How do you feel about this, Matt? I don't feel great about it. I don't. Either. And the other time they were discussing this, we all know, was with Jinx, right? Who, uh, if you don't remember, uh, Academy Award-winning actress uh, Halle Berry performing what many think is her second to worst role next to catwoman yes uh she's awful in that movie and i don't know if it's the script's fault or the script's fault but it's probably the script's fault None i might her... throw are you talking about Cat, catwoman no i'm or talking about die another die day, another day. The, the, i'm wondering some some of it is the director too the i'm just uh, here's the deal i'm not blaming you halle berry i'm blaming a lot of that dialogue yeah it was awful jinx so they were going to do a jinx spinoff that's why michael madsen is in it as the uh american m mm-hmm. uh in diner of the day and she was gonna have her own time off with her shell coral pink thunderbird that she had remember that thunderbird <laughs> so. and they made a james bond edition of that thunderbird i might have to watch that um, see it again maybe maybe we start with that if this is my movie pick <laughs> oh no no just kidding uh, we gotta start strong so jinx was going to get her own franchise and i'm not entirely sure what happened but i just just so we can remember what what jinx was like i'm gonna go ahead and play a little bit of of, of the jinx performance let me suit up with my headphones go ahead yeah okay i'm gonna we're gonna we have a little bit of an ad here that i'm gonna skip in four seconds for fast the fate of the furious which if you haven't seen it already and check out this weird thing they have at universal studios where it's like the cars on sticks <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. It is cars on sticks. You're on the. Oh yes, Cuba. Oh, your homeland. My homeland. So many miras. This movie does always make me want to have a mojito, though. This movie always makes me want to have a cigar. Mm. This movie also makes me miss Pierce Brosnan, mostly because anytime I see Pierce Brosnan, I think, man, they have not made a finer male. You know what? That's true, and I'm going to use this season if you will of yeah. james bonding to work on my pierce brosnan appreciation because i like the man wow and i'm gonna try to find 
some redeemable qualities yeah. in his films. I like the man a lot. I like him as an actor in other films. Sure. I've just now know. Jinx has just exited the water with the with the belt for Honey Rider, the Honey Rider belt, if you will. And here comes Magnificent view. Oh, God. Did they just cut his dialogue, yes, or was he just smacking his lips? I don't Too know. Too bad what it's that lost was. on everybody else. Mojito. They're cut. Oh, I, it's because I have one earphone in. Oh I'm yeah, not. you're not hearing the left or the right. Jacinta Johnson. My friends call me Jinx. My friends call me James Bond. <laughs> Jinx, you say? Born on Friday the Thirteenth. I know what they're saying. You, you're not hearing it though. It's terrible. I'm Let's just say aware. My relationships don't seem. Also, to he's last. basically blowing cigar smoke. Oh, the feeling. <laughs> Predators usually appear at sunset. And why is that? It's when their prey comes out to drink. Too strong for you? I can learn to like it. If I have It's crazy to think this I can learn to like it if I have the time. Such a weird way to deliver that line. Isn't it strange to think this movie butts up against Casino Royale? Like they're next to each other in the chain. It's Ornithologist. Might be it might be the craziest jump in the Is it the biggest disparity between yeah. Like, because you have like Moonraker and For Your Eyes Only. You forget. I, 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 we skip over the part where she looks at his dick and says, "That's a mouthful." Oh boy! After saying ornithologist, <laughs> is that a that's a callback to the book? To James the book Bond? by James yeah. Bond, Birds of the West, West Indies. Indies. Yeah, everybody's favorite book. So, so <laughs> what are you going to do with that? So they were going to spin her off into her own franchise. I'm not. I don't know exactly what happened, but a couple things. If they try to do this. I could see how they do it. It's really easy to see an M movie, a Money Penny movie. Sure, I, I you know I like a, a Felix Leiter movie. I re- especially with Jeffrey Wright. I would love to see. Now this is starting to win me over. Oh I my was, god, you're talking yourself into this. I know because I don't like the idea. I'm afraid they're going to abuse it and it's going to get tired. Like I'm worried about that with Star Wars. But right. a Felix Leiter movie with Jeffrey Wright that makes it worth it to me. I think I would watch that for sure. Especially if it's the one where he's got one leg and one arm, and the other ones are you know. Like from the novels and the movie, but yeah. I wonder if there. Here's my real worry. I just don't. We talk about it a little bit in the Roger Moore tribute episode, but I just the the real fear I have is them making James Bond a code name. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. I can't. You can't. They would, huh? If they did that, mm-hmm. oh. I just don't. But would that be worth it to have a Felix Leiter movie? Let me let me pitch no. on this. You got Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leiter. Uh-huh. You bring back David Harbour as that CIA guy. Mm-hmm. I loved him in Quantum of Solace. Oh, so unlikable. But played so well. I played poker with David and uh, <gasps> genuinely enjoyed him as a human being. What, did you talk about Quantum of Solace at all? No. Why not? I don't know. We're all, we're all high on Stranger Things when we were playing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, but, you know, maybe I can get him on the show. Please do. He'd be fun. I like that guy, especially in Quantum of Solace. Yeah. So much. Um, A lot of flip phones in Quantum of Solace. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so you got a Money Penny movie, which I actually think I would enjoy. An M movie I would love. Yes. See, with, when I really think about this, with the Ray individual- Fiennes. Yeah. But it, it becomes a, I think it becomes an untenable situation. I agree. Where there's too many 
balls in the air. It's a real careful and what you ask for. The, I, the product, I think, might suffer overall. And then when a James Bond movie comes out, is it that special? Right. That's a good point. And when you look at Spectre and how they tried to merge everything together, it didn't They really, really work. fucking shoved. They tried to crowbar everything in. Because then are you getting into post-credit sequences where there's a Tesseract and... Oh, God. Shit. Yeah. I don't know. But... Should we save this for its own episode where we spin the wheels of like which villain and henchmen get their own movies? If we save everything for another episode, this well, we episode need, will not exist. We need 20. I know, but we, for how long are we already in on this? Uh, it's the timer's over here. Let's say we're at 45 minutes. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, we're doing a great job. I think we could do a Bond Universe episode. Something, yeah, there's definitely something there. I also would like to hear people's opinions on the Bond Universe episode. So we'll set that up. We'll tee it up right now. We're oh we have the next like two months planned. This is what it's got to be because we got twenty four films. 20, Who's worried about it? 25. I'm not worried about it. We're gonna well, fill it out. That. We're gonna be like, by the way, oh my god, we have to do two this week. There's too much to do. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, so that's my big worry is them making Bond a code name because it just destroys the series, destroys the franchise. How are they gonna explain this, the Skyfall grave then? It retroactively destroys the franchise. How are they going to explain the Skyfall grave? Yeah. It's a good question. It's a great question. I think they were smart to put that in because it makes it difficult to... Yeah, I just don't know why people can't just enjoy a floating timeline. But aren't you the person that said that he's a Doctor Who Time Lord? Well, I said he's, that would be my explanation for everything, but... If he's a Doctor Who Time Lord, he's the same. Hum- he's the same person. I don't think. I don't think it needs any of these explanations. Listen, if he's a Time Lord and he's constantly regenerating, which also explains why they have slightly different personalities, but they have the same memories because mm. they are the same being. I'll tell you what. I'm. I'm a purist when it comes to you know my Star Wars and my James Bond. Yeah. If it ain't in the movies, or say the F- Fleming is its own yes. canon. You know, have your fun with it, but don't come to me like this is really happening. Right. You code namers out there. Let me tell you here's a here's a here's something I'm gonna throw at you. You uh, are on the record as being a Star Wars fanatic. Fan. Force freak, as we're calling it. No. Um you can't get enough Star Wars. Every time I see you, you're like, Hey, have you seen the news on this Han Solo? Or just like, Hey, you wanna play Star Wars? You wanna you wanna talk about it? Uh I'll be Darth Vader. I'm like, Matt, I'm a grown man, I don't wanna do any of this. Um (laughs) you're saying this as you look over and see that I have a Death Star Pez holder. (laughs) I know. I did watch Rogue One last night and then went straight into Inside Living Daylight. Sure. Because a man is out of town. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. W- would you want... Be- because we got Rogue-, Rogue One. Yeah. You know, we had The Force Awakens. We had Rogue One. We have The Last Jedi coming out. Um, aren't you, like, a little less excited for The Last Jedi than you would be had there not been a Rogue One? Possibly. Yeah, I think when you take it one year farther into the Han Solo movies is where I was really like, do we need this? Yeah. I don't think we need this. You don't think we need it? I think Rogue One was a great reason to do a standalone. Rogue One was so beautifully done. And what I liked liked most about Rogue One was the uh, set design. All the all the buttons and everything yeah. felt and looked seventies, yeah. Se- like you know seventies Star Wars. Now, what if they're doing a universe thing, but they're doing 
they're jumping all over like Star Wars is. So they're doing 60s Bond or 60s Money Penny or 60s M or lighter. I see a little glimmer of. <laughs> there's certainly, listen, there's certainly ways to go about doing it. I just, I think, I don't know though, but. Uh, I did not expect to argue this side of it. I think I'm just playing devil's advocate because right, ultimately but, I wouldn't want to do it. But also, we're not getting Bond movies except every three and four years now. Oh my God. I think, I feel like this I'm one's going to be five here. years or something. I'm dying. What are we at now? We're at two years now? And then One. we're we're theoretically getting Daniel Craig back. How do you feel like he, he's. My favorite Bond, he's... Very close to my favorite Bond. Next I mean, to Roger he's so Moore. very good, yeah. Um, but I, I thought maybe there was a little bit of fatigue, Inspector, from him. And so I'm hoping if he's doing one last film, he'll come back with some real energy. Vigor. A little vigor. But even him at his listless, like certain level of listlessness, I still love. But do you think that, that his performance, Inspector, was... was Daniel Craig coming through. Do you think that was what he think what he thought James Bond was feeling? I think maybe the reason I bring it up is it felt a little Daniel Craig. Yeah, me. yeah. I mean, I can see that for sure. It was an it was like it feels like the whole movie was that scene in Raiders where he's supposed to have the sword fight, but then yeah, shoots the guy a little bit because he's not feeling well. I particularly notice it when they're escaping yes. the, the crater and yeah. he's walking. Yeah, and I know that's a character choice. Like it's very clear, but there's something about even the walking that feels like it's hot out. Yeah, you know, it's hot out. My ACL was recently torn. Yeah, I mean, he went through a lot. Uh, he did. He went through hell in that movie. But that's but come back. I mean, he's incredible. He we don't deserve him. No, he's very good, and we'll never see the likes of him again. I don't think. I could almost agree with that. I wouldn't want to follow him. What do you do? What do you do so, with the story? I was so surprised by him. Yeah, I, I was genuinely surprised by him. But I'm, 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 I'm gonna say I, I was hopeful from the very beginning with him. I, I well, was you not hated Pierce Brosnan so much. I didn't hate him. I liked the man. Really, just but violently. that aside, I had seen Munich. And, yes, and was like, this is going to be something different. Munich, and had he done Layer Cake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a. He's such a rugged man. He's gorgeous. He's rugged. He's yeah. not even gorgeous. He's like uh, fine aged leather. Yeah. Where you're like, ooh, that's comfy. You know? Yeah, I that's do. That's Daniel Craig I to know. us. And I don't want to break in new leather. No one wants to do that. No. <laughs> no. I have, two, I have two pairs of boots over there. One uh, is like, has probably hundreds of miles of of walking in them you keep all your shoes in the same room as all your guitars yes so if there's a fire uh, i know where to go okay it's like i have to get the shoes so i can take the guitars outside okay so that's what i would do all right i to be honest my wife took all the closet space in our bedroom area and uh because i have a giant office it's just that's where everything goes i understand that's a giant i say our house is very small with the office. No, it's a good size office. It's bigger than mine. Well, it's not as cool as yours. I don't have a I'm doing a real door. Ken Adam thing in there now. Oh, what are you doing? I'm putting some like Legistone in and uh, Oh my god. mixed in with wood. How is the how is your Home Depot situation going? I I oh. I feel like you and Home Depot are like me. He's and, my Blofeld. Home Depot's my Blofeld. <laughs> yet you keep going back to Blofeld. Because I'm not proud of it, but 
there's nothing within miles of me that's yeah. even close. I go to a local hardware store whenever I know they will have something. Sure. But if I need something that I know Home Depot has, I'm yeah. nowhere near a Lowe's. I much prefer Lowe's. Sure. I like Orchard, but they don't care nearly as much as Home Depot. Orchard does suffer in selection. What we, they... we haven't gotten off on a tangent by any chance. This is we? not. This is what this podcast is. People love James Bond and us. <laughs> Mostly James Bond. Flawlessly and never, without exception. There are never any issues. <laughs> anyway, every time I go there, they don't have what their app says that they're going to have. And then when I ask someone, they say, you should you should have a visual before you come in. It's not my fault. I got to go. Uh, you should have a visual, meaning you should call the store, have someone go yeah. look at it. Yeah. But it says the Alhambra store has got it in stock. Do you then... I, Do you buy I, online? No, throw it in the cart? I get on the ground and I throw a tantrum and I start weeping. <laughs> <laughs> we got to work on this, Matt. All right. Um, We're so, back. James Bond 25, no one's signed yet. There's talk of a cinematic universe. Is this because of different producers? And where is this talk coming from? I, I, I don't know if I believe this rumor. Well, let me take a look. I'm going to look right now. Because we're also approaching time when they're going to start phasing in it's michael wilson's son right yes that will likely be the heir apparent right and i'm wondering how much of a role he's getting at this point because you know i think barbara broccoli or, yeah barbara broccoli is going to be around for quite a while oh, babs. On. i mean come on she's great she's producing her theater in so, between here it is okay producers are looking at other corners of the bond franchise where's this report coming this from? is from is the independent blog? Okay. .co.uk, right. which is a blog mm. website. <laughs> it seems there's no franchise on the planet that's immune from cinematic universe fever. Mm. There's still been no official word on at who uh, our actual James Bond is, with rumors uh, work has already started on the next installment screenplay, while Daniel Craig's involvement is still unconfirmed. Indeed, the actor's gone from stating he'd rather slash his wrists than play 007 again to confessing, I get a massive kick out of it, and if I can keep getting a kick out of it, I will. Everything is seemingly up in the area. Producers are still rumored to be looking at a massive expansion of the franchise. <sighs> the tracking boards, Jeff Snyder has reported that producers have caught that universe fever and would love to explore other corners of the bond franchise simultaneously what if they did it sparingly and it's not like a disney thing where they're like we have to have a bond movie every year that i might be able to handle i would love to see a felix Leiter movie and every what kind of a timeline what if this is a gambit they're running to get daniel craig on board or to get no i bet you it's to get their distribution partner on board they can smell the money in the water. Yes, but also if they're saying to Daniel Craig, listen, Daniel, I know this takes a lot out of you, but we're only looking to do it once every four years. You mean because, because we're going to have the so many other oh. movies going. But he's not, after this next one, another four years? Got, how much do you think he's gotten him? How what? old is he now? 50? At least. 42? Right? He's handsome. He's 50. We know that. Uh, boy, we have to look it up. Again, lovers, not experts lovers this is i love this by the way (laughs) it it really defends us from another class action lawsuit he's 49 years old he's not 50 yet he's not 50 yet god he looks great born in chester england well okay so the next movie won't be out even in 2018 right so it's going to be 2019 he'll be 51 when it comes out if he waits four more years he'll be 55 which is one year or two years less how old was roger moore when he did view to a kill 56 or 57 56 right something like that Lovers, not experts. Um, 
this saves us. That whole, that was brilliant. <laughs> I feel so much better about that because part of the reason I stopped reading the email that we get yeah. is because inevitably when you do a podcast about a franchise that there's going to be facts that are wrong and there's a truth police squad out there they're yep. on Twitter. Yeah. Has it do your best to to uh, you know resist that as much as yeah. possible because however it's, if it's something it. we're genuinely curious about or confused about and oh, you have an sure. answer by all means let us know but when we're talking about something and we're just like i think this yeah that lovers. means we don't necessarily know. lovers not yeah. experts thank you i appreciate it this is the new slogan and i'm glad that everybody's on board for this new branding of james bonding the main reason i don't want a universe is because it's being done and james bond is sort of notorious for copying whether it's a style of film like a black exploitation film yeah. like Live and Let Die, or even you could make a case for Casino Royale copying the Bourne style. Yeah. But that was done so well. I don't know. I just yeah, it's it's a it's a slippery slope, I think. You going no? I don't want it, no. Yeah, I don't think I do either. I just can't imagine I can't imagine that many movies. It's just like why? Yeah. But theme park. Oh, all. my God. And we'll talk about that theme in, more park. in upcoming episodes. Guys, I just want you to know that we're very excited about being back. We cannot wait to entertain you for, for another 52 weeks of fun. We're only contracted for 50, but we might do the extra two. I mean, who, who knows? knows? Yeah. What, if, what if the theme park... I feel like the theme park could be a two-parter. <laughs> I feel like it could be a 50 part. <laughs> that may be just what this podcast This podcast is. just James becomes. Land. Uh, so the, you know what to do, guys. You want to email us, you can do so at bond, jamesbondingpod at gmail.com. Pitch yourself as our social media rep. If you would like to represent this podcast on social media, Put please. together a video. You think so? And we'll play the top three videos on oh, a future episode. Put together a video, uh, try to make it no longer than 90 seconds long. Yes, please. Um, and yeah, if we like your video enough, we're going to have the top three videos on the podcast. We're going to play them. We'll link to them. And uh, the fans will vote. That's right. And member, 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 go get those free episodes now while you can. We want yes, you to have please. them. Yes, uh, please. Tell people you know that like James Bond that maybe have not listened to the podcast to start downloading those episodes just so they have them. And uh, we're back, everybody. We're back. This is unbelievable. We never left. And we're going to go out now with uh, a little something from a podcast I did behind the paywall of Stitcher Premium called The Complete Man. But within it was an advertisement for a James Bond film from the 1960s. Enjoy. You'd better buckle your sit-downs because James Bond is back And this time, he's here to stay The world has spoken and we've listened Say goodbye to Sean Connery and his dull, beef-tongued Scottish bird Women don't like him Get ready to meet your new 007 He's all charm, all talent, and all staying power Over to you, George Lazenby this 007's here to stay. Signed to a 12-picture motion picture deal as James Bond's Ian Fleming's 007 in This Is My Majesty's Mission. The story. Arnold Stavros Blofeld is intent on giving the world allergies, and he's found a way to do it with women. There will be explosions, 
girls, ladies, explosions, the sides of breasts filmed with a plant in the foreground. This is one action spectacular that you've got to believe to see. James Bond is back in this movie, coming to theater screens. To, it's already out. We had an, a budget problem with the ad, so we are late. We, I will apologize for that. I'm apologizing for them. I'm just the announcer. I didn't do it. Not that you were blaming me. James Bond is back. Catch the flavor. We almost forgot. We have to tell everyone what movie we're watching, Matt. You're right. Which, How could we ever forget? It's maybe the most important thing about this episode. Actually, literally the most important thing about this episode. It's the reason we're here. It's the only reason we exist. It's to watch James Bond movies and talk about them so our fans can enjoy it with us. And to be clear, the Roger Moore retrospective is still next, but then two weeks from this episode will be the first film. Two weeks from this. Correct. And yes. now, what, what's your criterion for choosing... Is it going to be one you want to see, one you don't want me to see, one that you want to get rid of, one that you're excited to see? Well, I think first out of the gate, coming in real hot, I, I, I'm going to probably pick one that maybe you hate. You're really going to start this whole thing off with Tomorrow Never Dies? I don't know what you're talking about, man. Why would I start it with that movie? I, I feel like I got, I got to go with something I'm excited to see, talk about, and really enjoy. Maybe one that we'd both really enjoy. Oh, I see. You want to really just spruce up the joint with an episode of about love. We're lovers, not experts. That's true. Well, but I'm not going to tell you how to choose, and I accept your challenge if you choose it. All right. What do we got to flip here? So we're flipping a two-pound coin brought to us by the United Kingdom and my last trip to London. Perfect. Heads, obviously, is Queen Elizabeth's head. Mm-hmm. Tail is uh, what looks like a butthole. Let me see that. Oh, yeah, that's the royal butthole. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, what is what is tails on a British two pound coin? Prince Philip's butt. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. It's the crown. It's crowning. <laughs> it's uh that's interesting. It's oh it's little cogs. Oh. Oh that's the God, their money is way cooler than ours. I agree one hundred percent. Wow. Love it. It's probably is it like the cog of Big Ben or something? Maybe. The we're lovers, not experts. That's right. All right. Do you want to so flip it? We're gonna flip the coin. Uh, you can choose heads or tails because that's how coin flipping goes. Okay. In the air, he's going to choose it, everybody. Butthole. It oh. is heads. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do your worst. Uh, well, see, the natural inclination would be to make Matt watch Tomorrow Never Dies, but just the look in his eyes like a, like a scared deer. And headlights made me say, "Well, I'm not going to force him to you do don't that. Have to, I'm you not going to force you, you to do, do tomorrow and ever dies." Well, you're you're kind, but I would like you to start to appreciate Pierce Brosnan a little bit more this year. Okay, so we're going to start with Goldeneye. All right, I'm up for that challenge. I'm excited to see it yeah. and to find. I like Goldeneye, so yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. just going to really just sort of absorb what it was like to enter the world of James Bond in the early '90s mid 90s and just sort of let's see let's see what we can find to love about pierce brosnan there will be many things that's a deal so tune in next next week that's the next next two weeks from this episode for golden eye deal now back to matt we hope you enjoyed this episode of James Bonding, and we'd also like to remind you that Mack Weldon provides smart design, premium fabrics, and a simple shopping experience. They also provide the Vesper Polo, 
And we also learn they provide the Sylvia Trench tank top. Anything else? <laughs> yes, Matt. Let's not forget the Merry Goodnight Sleeping Cap. Oh, and how about the Kissy Suzuki briefs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's also not forget the Octopussy socks. <laughs> that had a Shyamalan twist there at the end. If you go to MacWeldon.com, you can get 20% off your purchase using the promo code BONDING. Uh, let's also not forget the wonderful Xenia on a top shorts. Weird that they wouldn't do a top. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they should make some Xenia on a bottom shorts. There we are. That's why you get paid the big bucks. 20% off MacWeldon.com promo code BONDING. All right. None of those things are actually available. <laughs> Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 